Looking for your next spot out with family or friends? Whether you're on the east side, downtown, in Fitchburg, or at Hilldale, you're sure to enjoy one of Madison's favorite traditions. Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, Madison's home for craft beer and pub food since 1994. Hand it off to Allen, and second effort, he gets the first down, bounces off a defender, and turns on the burners! The new era of Wisconsin football is here. Luke Fickle. Wow. I mean, I didn't even see this coming. What he did at Cincinnati's big time. So he knows what it takes to win. I'm really excited about the future of our program. The expectations are sky high. Matt's got you at 11 this year. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a low. I expect him to go out and win every game. Huddle up for the Great Dane Huddle, live from Big Ten Media Days in Indianapolis. Rolling on, it is the Great Dane Huddle, live from Big Ten Football Media Days at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. Alex Strofe, Colin Russo with you. Excited to be joined now by a man who nearly had 100 tackles a year ago is entering his fifth year. I can keep hyping you up if you'd like. You like Leader of the defense. Yeah. <laughs> The new reformed Wisconsin Badgers, it's linebacker Mooman Jung Mehta. And Mooma, we appreciate you taking the time. It's been a crazy day, so I'm actually going to lead this interview differently. What question are you sick of being asked? Uh, I mean, you're going to ask it about how I feel about Coach Fickle. I want to ask about it. About the new defense. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's all I've how many, how many Have you asked or answered each of those like 100 times already? Yes. Same answer every time or you change it up? Same gist. Same gist. Tell him the truth. Tell him the truth. Coach I, Fickle, a lot of energy, good guy. Really enjoy playing for him. That's the answer, I assume, right? Yep. So I, I am going to ask you about the defense, but I'm going to ask something probably a little bit different. I, I want to ask about the leadership in the room, right? Because Nick Herbig, Keanu Benton, those were, seem to be the kind of the guys a year ago. Who's who's taking charge when it comes to leadership? I assume you're in that mix, Jordan Turner. Who, who, who else is in, in the mix, especially in the linebacker room, but overall defensively? Yeah, I, I, I'm. A, I've been excited about the way the leadership is developing on our side of the ball. On honestly, the whole team. Um, these coaches do a really good job of allowing leaders to lead, um, and I think uh, me. I can name guys off the top of my head: me, Trey Blay, Jake Cheney, Hunter Wooler, Rodas Johnson, um, some other guys as well have been really dedicated this summer to building leadership on the team. Um, just looking back at the last couple years like we've failed the most when our leadership was the weakest and um, realizing that you know the scheme's going to change the coaches are going to change but if the players and the leadership and the way we hold each other accountable hold each other to the standard do the little things if that doesn't change we'll be in the same places uh, in December as we were last December Um, and so it's it's been amazing watching the guys rally around that Um, and to that point I've been talking to your guy Chris Orr about it you know (laughs) hey Chris how do we build leadership how did you do it your Rose Bowl year, like what did you do? And kind of just trying to take notes from him and, and run with it. Yeah, it's interesting that you were talking about, like, you know, you got a lot of the same guys from last year, too, especially on the defensive side of the ball. You got a couple guys inserted here and there, but mostly the core of the defense, other than the guys who went off of the draft, are back. And is there a level of, like, let's run it back? You know, we got six losses last year, bad losses. Like, let's get, let's finally run it back. Because, you know, there's so many new pieces on the offense. And, you know, there's, there's every. Most of the starting positions on the offense are different guys. But defensively, there's a lot of returning core players. So I'm curious for what you think. What is the level of let's run it back, let's, let's, let's prove these people wrong, and uh, kind of what is your, your feeling on, in terms of that? Yeah, no, it's actually a different mentality, I think. Um, I think. I think there was a narrative. There's been a narrative, I think, in the media, like, 
on the team or, you know, just talking to local news, like, we got new coaches, we got new this, like, we got new, we're going to be good. And I think about two weeks into the summer, I kind of pulled some guys aside. We had a little, we call it real talk, but just uh, get guys together, have food, and then just talk about, the, like, what's yeah. going on in the team? Like, how do we, where's the leadership going? Where are we going? And I think guys just kind of agreed, like, hey, if, if, yeah, we can change all these things, but if there are certain things that aren't different, like the culture, how we hold each other accountable, these little things that I keep hitting on, like we're not going to be a different team, like even though the coaching has changed. And so I think you talk about an element of let's run it back. I think the element is really we've been in the I'm not sure. I told I wasn't going to swear. Uh, <laughs> we've been in the, Good in restraint. The, I'm impressed. I like that. Yeah. We've been in the deepest, you know, we've been in the pit together. Um, we've seen each other when stuff's hitting the fan and adversity is yeah. at its toughest. Like we, and that's, I think there's an element of trust there. Like we've been through it. Like we're, we know what we're trying to avoid, not just that we're what we're trying to achieve, but we got to change these things too. So it's yeah. not even like, let's run it back. It's like, let's enhance, let's improve, let's be better. And the fact that we we were in through all those tough days together last year, I think makes it easier to, it's proof. Like, Hey, last year was proof. Like what we did wasn't enough. And mm -hmm. so if there's something we did last year and we're trying to change the culture now and it's like someone's like, oh, why do I have to do this? Bro, we went seven and six last year. <laughs> what, what, you think that same thing's going to help us? Like, no, we, we're changing yeah. it up. And um, that's been really refreshing because guys have been open to that. So it, it's kind of, and you mentioned it, right? It's a, it's a transition period to a point, but you're still going to be a Big Ten defense, right? Like yeah. you're still going to be a, a, a defense that other people in the country look at and say still wisconsin right there might be a coaching change you might you might change your scheme a little bit but it's still a wisconsin defense and i imagine that's likely what brought you to wisconsin right is is there's always a, a high level of intensity really good defense is, is that ultimately what brought you to madison yeah i mean when i think about what brought me to madison um it was honestly just the opportunity uh my dad made my parents didn't want me to play football uh and they're my biggest supporters now but just coming up and uh, dad made me make a list of schools I go to whether I played ball or not. And oh, really? Yeah, Wisconsin was, was top of that list. and uh, So then getting an opportunity to play football there was like a no-brainer. Um, but I didn't really know much about what they had going on. And so coming to campus, I've been – all my expectations, I had very low expectations. But everything has been surpassed um, beyond my wildest dreams. I love the school. I love the culture. I love the campus life, and I love the team. Um, and then the history of linebackers we've had at this school, it's, it's unreal. I mean, it's crazy to be a part of it. It's a blessing, really. Are a lot of those uh, former linebackers, like obviously the, the legends that have crossed through the Badger defenses, do you guys keep in contact with them? Do they come over? Do they talk to the team during camp or after a game or something like that? Do you keep in contact with some of these guys, whether years ago or even two or three? Honestly, believe it or not, I've been blessed to like actually be in contact with like some of the greats. Like, I mean – I'll never tell Chris this to his face, but looked up to Chris so much coming up. Don't tell him that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, um, Chris Borland. Uh, yeah. I got lunch with him the other day. Just be, you know, being able to kind of pick his brain. Um, Leo Chanel was my mm -hmm. freshman year roommate. Uh, Jack Sanborn, like we were rivals in high school. I've been blessed to Zach Bond played against him in the charity softball game. Still, you know, say what's up to him when, when I get the chance. Like. I've been lucky to be around some really great linebackers and stay in contact with them as well. 
Mumajong Meadow with us here on the Great Dane Huddle. Alex Strove, Colin Russo at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. You mentioned before you made a list when you are going through the recruiting process. You're entering your fifth year. It's not like you're going anywhere. So I'm curious, other schools on that list, do, any, do you remember any of them? Yeah, uh, Notre Dame and UNC were like definitely top of the list. Michigan might have been in there somewhere. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Michigan was never in there whatsoever. Uh, I, yeah, Michigan. Was who not. who was on that list? Uh, a certain team in Evanston was on that list, unfortunately. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. Yes, and. Uh, Good decision there. Yeah, glad, <laughs> glad I dodged her. Yeah. Got the bullet, man. <laughs> Whatever yeah. you dodged, you dodged something. <laughs> you, you dodged something. Yeah, that, that worked out okay. And, and, and Muma, you, you, I mean, looking at how things have changed, you mentioned, obviously, last year you went through it. We didn't swear, but you went through it last yep. year, obviously. Having a head coach fired always sucks, no matter what level you're at, whether yep. you know whether it's, it's college or professionally. And the way you guys rebounded under Jimmy Leonard was, was really neat. Now, obviously, now he's in Illinois uh, taking a new job as an analyst with Brett Bielema there in Illinois. But it seemed like you guys really rallied around Jim Leonard after Paul Christ was fired. When you reflect on that, you got to be proud of the guys you, you were with and how the way you rebounded, got bowl eligible, and then you go win, win that bowl game in Jimmy's last game. Yeah, I mean, and I, I think about some of the games we really played in, like uh, Michigan State, uh, heartbreaker double overtime. Yeah. But just the way we fought till the end and that game like talking about proof for, for for this next year like that game came down to the little things and us just we weren't a team last year that was bought in into the importance of the little things and that showed in that game but still the guys were there fighting still the guys were there um you know till the very end that that game made me proud of the guys i mean i think about nebraska we had a former teammate who passed um Devin Chandler, and then mm-hmm. going into that game, just heavy on the heart, heavy on the mind, and yeah. still guys finding a way to come out with the win, become bowl eligible. I mean, there there were moments last year just really saw guys' true hearts, true characters, and um, just it, it it was hard, man. But Coach Leonard was with us through and through, and he was he's a players coach, and you know. We'll always wish him the best wherever he's at, even if it's even if it's in the Big Ten. Probably not in the Big Ten West, but like, <laughs> but, no, but he's going to have plenty of success in the future of, yeah, he, of his career. Anyway. He'll be straight, and yeah. uh, I don't have a lot of love for that team in Champagne. I, uh, I don't blame you. Yeah, I, I don't think we do either. Is Mama. uh, is there a game on this year's schedule? I won't include Minnesota because it's the rivalry game. Is there a game that you have circled on that map on that schedule? Whether it's a personal thing that you want to get back at this team for a, a loss or throw on the, or throw in the past or a defensive thing what's that game you have circled on that schedule that like i cannot wait to get to that one yeah the first one first one i like the good answer one. good answer good answer nah, that, that's the company line but honestly there's uh, got to be one no 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 here's the real answer obviously the first one but then uh you know we want to be back here in, in december yeah that's the goal to, to do that you have to win the you have to win the trophy game so all the trophy games mm-hmm. uh and then there were some teams last year who got the best of us. Absolutely. And, and I owe them, you know, I owe, you back, owe, you, I owe you, right you, back to Yeah, them. we're coming right back. Um, my coach went to Indiana. Uh, I owe them some. Like, uh-huh. like, <laughs> you're I, coming I, up with it. You got these reasons all yeah, over the place. Yeah, every single te- team I just have, like, you know, just burning passion to 
Look, let's just say yeah, no, we'll keep every PG single team is uh, to I, kick their ass. Look, yeah. you're, you're a linebacker. You're always going to find a reason. There's always reason for feel as a linebacker. I was never like this. Chris Orr taught me this. Yeah, that sounds about right. Chris yeah. Orr taught me this. He's, he, he's usually who I work with on the show, yeah, so I understand. He's a freak. Yeah. It would it would be. I remember my freshman year. He'd be like, yeah, I got in the team meeting room. He'd give the speech. He'd be like, guys, uh, I saw on Twitter uh, <laughs> this guy said. Uh, that, uh, Chris loves this. He, yeah. he, he's he's excited to come into the camp. The freaking disrespect <laughs> to say that he's excited. To, like he just come up with the craziest stuff. I'd be like, Chris, like he probably was just trying to answer the question, and then he'd find a way to like rally the guys around. Him. It was awesome. He's a motivator. He yeah, yeah, yeah. And but he meant it. Like it was not. It was never fake. And so I mean, it took me a while, but I've I've gotten to that point where like just any team, I just can find a reason to like, all right. This week is We're going to kill them. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Wrap it up with Boomer Jung, Meta Badgers linebacker here on the Great Dane Huddle. Uh, talk to me about Brady Collins, the strength coach, and, and the Squat Fest. Is that what you guys call it? Squat Fest. Squat Fest. What, what the hell was that about? It, was it a black? I mean, tell me tell me more about that. It was a, it was a rave meets squat max out meets <laughs> crazy meets uh, workout circuit. It was crazy. EDM lights. Yeah, yeah like. it was nuts. It was, it was actually insane. I remember finishing the workout and just being like, I'm literally dead. Um, and so I've, defense lifted first and then you know you walk in and like there's lights it's rave music it's they had a dj who like djs for miley cyrus was khalifa he was working you, had really? a D- you brought in a dj yeah, for it oh, they brought a awesome. dj um and he was side so dj and he was using my board yeah so you know we do this workout it's insane guys are you know screaming your legs are done and we did the circuit after and then we did a core finisher um and then came back in to watch the offense they let me dj a little bit too nice. and i watched the offense but now, you know, talking about Coach Collins, Coach B, really, we call him Coach B. Um, he he has a love for the game, a love for the players, and love for his craft that is unmatched. Mm. He wants the best for us. Um, and the way we train is just, man, I'm, I feel stronger. I feel faster. Mm. Um, and at the end of the day, he tells us, no one cares what you lift. No one cares what you bench. It's who you do it with and what you do it for. Yeah. Uh, and it, that's been ingrained in our minds. He's he's helped. He's been integral in building the culture up this year, and I'm excited to, for all that to see to be shown on the field this year. Almost 100 tackles a year ago, and a DJ. Didn't know that about you. I hate that catch line. Almost 100 tackles. It kills me inside. Well, you're gonna you're gonna <laughs> crush time. that this year, right? Look, I just want the best team. I just want the most wins. Like. Stats, no stats. Yeah. Well, you when, know. When, when you end up playing, what, 15 games if it's Big Ten Championship semifinal in the, in the college football final? I mean, that's, yeah, that's, 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 that's plenty of time. Yeah, you got plenty that's, of time. That's, that's quickly. Muma, thanks so much for taking the time, man. Appreciate we appreciate you it. Appreciate it. We roll on right after this. It's the Great Dane Huddle live from Big Ten Media Days in Indianapolis. I wish that I could fly into the sky so very high just like a dragonfly. Rolling on, it is the Great Dane Huddle live from Big Ten Media Days in Indianapolis. Alex Strove, Colin Russo with you. Real quick, got to tell you about the brunch going on at the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, all four locations in the Madison area. Brunch is back, 10.30 a.m., Saturday and Sunday, each and every week. You can get some mimosas, get some great breakfast. You can do that at the Great Dane. Find out more, greatdanepub.com slash brunch. Luke Fickle speaking earlier today at Big Ten Media Days. Uh, he was asked about tampering expectations. He didn't want to do such. Uh, here's Luke Fickle earlier today saying what year one's expectations are. We have one objective, and that's to play for a championship. I don't think that'll ever change, whether it's year one, year two, three, four, or five. That's what our objective is. The objective is to win a national championship in year one. 
I love that. I think it's good. Uh, I'm okay with it. I, I calm down. Let's week, win week one before we go anywhere. But uh, you know what else he's supposed to say? Uh, if he said, uh, "Yeah, shoot for eight wins," then he's gonna get blown up by the media. So I'm happy he was. Uh, he kind of like tried to fire people up a little bit. Yeah, well, let's win a national championship. Let's go 15 weeks. Let's let's take him down to the last game of the season. Let's win the last game of the season. So like, as for that, I'm all for it. If we're talking from a fan's perspective, we're a little more. We're not the ones on the field. Game by game, win one, win the next, go from there. Wow, you sound like a head coach. Yeah, grow up. Uh, no, Luke Fickle. I mean, I'll take an application. He's, he's, <laughs> he's setting the uh, setting the standard high, and rightfully so. I think we, we've known that since day one when he started and signed and was introduced as the Badgers' new head coach. The expectations have been sky high. He reiterates that. He says we still have to build brick by brick. There's still kinks to work out. Uh, when, when fall camp begins next week in Platteville for the Badgers, but. The expectations are high, and, and rightfully so. The guy is confident, and, and I imagine Badgers fans love hearing year one is to compete for a championship. And when he said that as well, you obviously can't see him on the radio side, he looked to his left, which is where the Big Ten championship banners are, and the last one Wisconsin won was back in 2012. So it's been a while. Yeah, uh, it, it's It's been uh, 11 years since the Badgers last won a Big Ten championship when they won the first two back in 2011 and 2012. you got to ask yourself a question. Why did we hire him? We hired him for one reason, to win a national title. If we, if we hired him to win eight games, Paul Chris would still be around. We hired him to take the next step, and uh, hopefully that's what he could bring. So, I mean, clearly he's backed it up in terms of the talking side of things, the recruiting side of things, the transfer portal side of things, and the staff side of things. Now it's time to back it up on the field side of things, on the game side of things. And that's what we're going to have to see in a few months. You're absolutely right about that, and I th- you're right. I mean, he was brought in to raise the bar, to change the status quo, and he gave Chris McIntosh props uh, within, his, within his press conference earlier today saying this guy is not, uh, is not sitting here wanting to win nine games. He's not sitting here wanting to compete for the Big Ten West. He wants to compete for national championships. And not only do you see that with Chris McIntosh's motive towards football and making the switch that he did uh, with, with Luke Fickle, He's done it in men's hockey. Yeah, you, you can feel the seat heating up underneath Greg Gard, the men's basketball coach, right? So there are there are plenty of examples already in such a short tenure for Chris McIntosh, who just celebrated two years as the athletic director. He's making changes quick because he wants to win a national championship and be ultra-competitive in every sport. Fickle, I, I referenced 2011 and 2012, the years the Badgers won the Big Ten championship game. Uh, 2011 was the year Luke Fickle was an interim head coach at, at Ohio State University, his alma mater. He talked about the failures he uh, met during his time as an interim head coach at Ohio State have actually helped shape his philosophies now in another stint as a head coach in the Big Ten taking things from each and every one of those guys that I was fortunate enough to spend a lot of time with, whether it was five years, six years, ten years, and five years. I mean, that's a lot of experience. Um, but the, the, the eight or nine months where I had an opportunity to kind of do things on my own really kind of showed me how important the true leadership behind all that we do is. And the failures that I had, especially in those eight or nine months, um, probably as much as those other times with all those guys have, have really helped me be who I am. Um, so I, I think there's a shape and there's a part of all of it, and it doesn't – you could come and you could see and you could recognize things from all of them, um, but I think more than anything that it's, it's the ability to be consistent, it's the ability to, to believe in what it is you're doing and be authentic in everything that you're doing. All right, thank you, Coach. Good luck in your first season. Appreciate it. Thank you. 
He appreciates it. Uh, that head coach Luke Fickle earlier today at his press conference, the way he wrapped it up was was learning from the guys he's worked around and worked with, and obviously we saw great examples of that at the University of Cincinnati where Luke Fickle comes from, Colin. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting he says that too because like, he's very open about it. He's very open about failure, not meeting the standard, failing and falling and crashing. He's A lot of coaches aren't. A lot of coaches don't want to talk about their negatives or so much as the positives. He's talking about, I've had my negatives. I'm using that to turn it into positives. And it's a good thing, and it's also a very good thing that he's surrounding himself with guys with similar track records, with guys who have failed at certain levels, who guys who have failed at this level. But now they're starting to figure it out, and they're working together through it. It's like a camaraderie. It's a, it's a chemistry amongst the coaching staff that I think – excites me the most. It seems like these guys are all on the same page. Luke Fickle did a great job in recruiting these guys, yeah. whether from Cincinnati, back to, to retain them from Wisconsin, Phil Longo from UNC, all over the place. So you got to give him credit for creating a chemistry with the coaching staff, because that is just as important with the chemistry of the players on the field. They need to be on the same page. You're absolutely right about that. And I think you look at guys and you listen to guys like Tanner Mordecai and Braylon Allen who are here uh, today in, Indi- in Indianapolis, easy for me to say. And he, they both talked about their excitement for this offense under Phil Longo. Yeah. And and the difference, I mean, it's, it's going to be such a plain sight difference week one uh, against Buffalo of what the Paul Chris, Jim Leonard type offense was to now what, this will be right yeah. under Phil Longo, the new offensive coordinator, and, and you know the offense that Paul Chris had was fun sometimes. But pound the rock, pound the rock, pound the rock. Braylon Allen was seeing a lot of eight-man boxes. Right, guys knew what was coming. I don't think that's going to be the case this year with with Wisconsin, which is unique and different. We've heard that too from Braylon today. He was talking about yeah, it's it's going to be different, and he meant different in a positive connotation. He said we have a quarterback, we're going to spread the ball out more. He he, he was alluding to the fact that. I'm going to have to deal with less on a physical side of things. Braylon in the last two years couldn't make it through the entire regular season. Now things are going to change. Hopefully less of a workload, less of a wear and tear, less of a day-to-day. Hopefully, from that perspective, with this new offense, this Phil Longo spread offense that utilizes screens and everything, it, it opens up his line, his life, his day-to-day life as a, as a running back for this team. It opens it up even more. And he takes less wear and tear. He's dealing with less linemen in his face two seconds after he touches the ball. It, 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 hopefully, we don't know yet, hopefully it seems that he thinks that's the case. We, we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully that's what happens. And, and it opens his whole world up. And that's going to just make him that much better. A, a ton of new head coaches going on in the Big Ten West, right? You look at Wisconsin and Luke Fickle. You look at Purdue and Ryan Walters. You look at Nebraska with Matt Rule. The Big Ten West is wide open, as we talked about a bit earlier, Colin. And while that is not necessarily the end goal for Luke Fickle and the Wisconsin Badgers, it is certainly the start of a goal, right? The the one cha- the two challenging hurdles you have in the schedule are, of course, against Minnesota and Iowa. Luckily, you get Iowa at Camp Randall, but you do go to Minnesota the final week of the regular season. But when you look across the Big Ten West, it's open, yeah. and as many changes as there has been, offensively and defensively, as we just heard from the linebacker, John Meta last segment, it is still a team that expects to compete to be playing in the stadium we are sitting on the floor of, Yeah, right here at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis come the first weekend of December. And you know, we didn't really know much about, we knew about Matt Rule. We didn't know much about the other new head coaches, but I'm impressed with all of them. So, like, ultimately, out of coming out of the Big Ten media day, I have... I'm higher on the Big Ten West than I was when I walked in. 
I think Ryan Walters, I think he is a player's coach. I think he is a guy people want to play for. He's young. He's hungry. He's ready. And uh, I, 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 as a Purdue fan, I would be excited about that. Luke Fickle, obviously he's had success on multiple levels of college football. He's had some failures as well. Another guy who said all the right things, who pushed all the right buttons. He's another guy that people got to be excited about. And you even go down the list, Matt Rule. I thought Matt, like we said earlier, he dominated this week. He, 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 was, he was personable. He was engaging. He was locked in. He was sharp. you got to be excited about that. And... Uh, from the short stint we've seen from Northwestern, you know, Braun did also a good job, but I can't judge that as much because right. we don't we, we don't right. know. It's not his reign; he had to take over in bad circumstances. Yeah. So ultimately, though, uh, you got to be excited for what is in store for the Big Ten West. So that's what I'm look, most looking forward to. You're totally right about that. I mean, you look across the, the rest of the Big Ten West, right? The, the other three teams in the Big Ten West have established head coaches. Kirk Ferentz at Iowa, of course, has been there forever. Brett Bielema at Illinois. He's building a mansion. Uh, in Champaign, Illinois, as we talked about earlier. And, of course, P.J. Fleck from Minnesota, who uh, has the biggest personality of any college head coach anywhere, right? For better so, or worse. For better or worse. I think worse, but other people think differently. So uh, ultimately, I think the Big Ten West is going to be really, really fun to watch this year. And the Wisconsin Badgers should be at the top of that list of most intriguing teams in not only the Big Ten West, but the entirety of college football. He's Colin Russo. I'm Alex Strofe. It is a special edition of the great Dane Huddle. Badgers running back, Braylon Allen, joins us after the break. You're listening to 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Rolling on live from Big Ten Football Media Days at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. It is the great Dane Huddle. Alex Strofe, Colin Russo with you here on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Excited to be joined now by maybe the best-dressed man at Media Days today. Up there for sure. He's definitely up there. We're going to have to get into the fit in a second. Uh, It is the Badgers running back, third-year guy, Braylon Allen, the pride of Fond du Lac, joins us now. Braylon, how are you, my man? How's the day been? great i'm great i appreciate the the fit shout out i also believe i'm probably best dressed here haven't you've been looking haven't you you you, I've been you, looking. you, you check out everyone yes. i know you're there, gonna there's hate this. Some good there's, there's one other good one he's also running back in the big 10 blake corum yeah he had a tonight. nice little we just we was just chopping it up in the hallway a little bit he's got yeah. a nice little let or uh was it a blue velvet, velvet yeah, like yeah. Suede. Velvet, yeah. Suede. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. nice yeah. That's a nice one. So uh, how much thought goes into the outfit selection, right? Because you've been here before. Like, what, what goes into the outfit selection for Big Ten Media Days? Not much. Look as good as possible? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, this was a suit I already had, so um, I just kind of threw it together. I have a couple different tie options, shirt options, and just kind of went with the basic look. So. How about the kicks? Uh, what are those, Dior's are they Dior. called? Yeah, Dior. Yeah, okay. um, yeah. I didn't really want to wear dress shoes, so good call. just kind of whatever mats look good, so I don't get to wear these too often. There you huh. go. I, I wear the same pair of Nikes every day, so you did a lot better <laughs> yeah. than me. Be <laughs> He's talking, onto something. Talk with Braylon Allen. I'm going to ask you the question you've been asked a million times, but obviously the transition period, new offense, uh, all, all that stuff. I, I know you said uh, early after Fickle and Longo were brought in, you know, you're excited not to face eight, nine-man boxes anymore, uh, and I'm sure you've been asked a ton about that. But how's the transition been? How's summer camp going? And, and I imagine being here today, you're ready to get to, to, to fall camp next week. Yeah, it's been good. It's, it's been very good. Um, the coaching staff's done a great job, strength staff done a great job of just developing our bodies and getting us ready for camp um so it's uh it's different but it was it was good for us and i think we're gonna 
we're going to look really good, you know, going into camp and, and the season. You're talking about the coaching staff and how uh, we were talking to Muma uh, just a few minutes ago about this. Uh, the, the strength staff, you know, you have Brady Collins coming in now. So we did, what was it, the squat fest? Squat we fest, yeah. I feel like this is right up your alley. I'm just going to take a, a, get a shot in the dark. But, like, how did that get, <laughs> walk me through that whole experience with the squat fest and the lights and the DJs and everything like that? How was that day? Yeah. Coach Collins is just weird. Like, he just looks like, <laughs> no, he is, seriously. He's weird. Like, he said, he'll tell you himself. Um, he says it every day. We're going to get weird today, boys. And, like, <laughs> we don't know what that means. And, like, you just prepare yourself for anything because it could, it could literally be anything. Um, you never know what he's cooking up. But that day was a little different. Like, you hear about it, you hear about Squat Fest, what they did at Cincy. And you're like, okay, we're going to squat a bunch of weight. Cool. Then you show up. And I'm like, what is going on? It's like a whole event. Yeah. Yeah, it's like crazy. Like, it's like a nightclub. <laughs> like, does that even help? People, can you even be focused on that? Uh, I yeah, feel like it I does. Mean, I was. It I was locked in. I was like, okay, this is this is turd. Like, there's media in there, everything. I'm like, okay, I got to, like, show out right now. Yeah. Um, but people paint their faces and stuff. Shirts are all <laughs> ripped up and cut up. I'm like, this is nuts. But it was fun, like. Every little phase that we have, like the end of winter, we did. Uh, the, the end of winter was one was not fun. That was just a mad drill. Like wake up at four thirty, get there. It's basically a Navy SEAL workout. That's not fun. That's how you ended the winter. Yes. Ooh. Okay. They're so like, hey, we enjoy did, the spring, so fellas. Do, Let's go through a, a <laughs> Navy circuit. Yeah, we did one of those every week, but the last week we did two. So oh, we really? did it Wednesday, and then we did it again on Friday. That was like our finish. Does Coach Collins run that one too? So he he, he has a whole circuit in mind for like a Navy it's, SEAL workout. It's so messed up. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Mad drills are the worst thing I've ever done in my life. Really? Yes, by far. No, and not the fun type of lift, weightlifting. It's not like even lifting. It's yeah. on the field. It's oh, like really? wrestling mats or out. Oh my goodness! You're like pushing sleds, like battle rope, all type rope, like you're. Basically, it's like one-on-one -on -one competition the whole time. <laughs> you go from station to station. One station's like a tire pull. Uh, you guys are battling this for this tire. Next one's like a rope pull. You got team rope pulls. You got all tight. We're literally wrestling. Like there was one where like you have to knock each other out the circle on the wrestling mat. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. insane. So we do that all winter, and then the spring one was uh, well, we had spring ball. Yeah, the, the end of the game. Yeah, yeah, the end. Uh, the end of the su first summer phase was squat fest, and then yesterday we had our Badger Olympics, which was not as weird as squat fest, but it was still pretty weird. So bring me in on Badger Olympics. What goes on there? A whole lot of just nonsense, really. Who, like, <laughs> who are the teams? Like, is it, is it position groups? How, how do they set up the team? You draft. You draft. You draft the team. My team won. Oh, really? Well, so on your team. Were you a captain? Yeah, I was a captain. Okay. It was, uh, so I have the list. I drafted I had. I drafted Grover Bordelotti. Yeah. Yep. Daryl Peterson, mm -hmm. Tyler Janzi. Um, He's pulling out the phone. Because <laughs> yep. I got to shout out the. You got it. You're the yeah, winning yeah, team. Yeah, you yeah, might as well. Team, yeah. Let me see. That's interesting. So this is the picture. We are, yeah. All right, I'll show you the picture after. Okay. So it was, it was Grover, Daryl, Tyler Janzi, Jake Renfro, Dylan Barrett, Aaron Witt, Jack Eschenbach, Zach Zai, and Miles Burkett. Mm -hmm. These are big so, teams. Big teams, yeah. And there was like 12 stations or whatever, and it's doing all types of different stuff different type of like relays or whatever um and each team dressed up in a certain way like some teams were wearing jerseys so what was your theme so i'm gonna show you <laughs> i'm nuts. curious now i'm, I'm very I'm excited curious. we were we were full black compression oh, oh my like, goodness everybody's ah. out there in tights 
We got yoga Tight pants shirts. going on. Oh, that's awesome. It's crazy. They got the compression up and down. That's great. Everything compression. I love that. And we we ended up taking the dub. So it's well, congratulations. Very, thank yeah. you. I had an overpowered team. It was not even fair. That, really? I drafted, what, 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 I drafted well. Yeah, everybody does their own. <laughs> everybody does their own little. Uh, we had like an actual draft. Um, but, but like for each competition, like each Olympic competition, is a whole team participate or is it certain yeah, guys? Yeah, the whole here? team. Whole, whole team, team does. So, yeah, you everything's basically timed. Okay. Um, so if there was a states like you start on the field. First we had like these sled pushes. You had to see how many times you could go to midfield and back in a certain amount of time. Oh, wow. So they would tally up the yards. And then something else. We had like there was <laughs> trivia stations. Like we had like a Badger's history. Trivia station <laughs> yeah. at the Olympics. I love that. And then we had, but then you went to the weight room. And it was like as many curls and tricep extensions as you could do in a certain amount of time. And then we had a deadlift one. Wow. A bench one. Like it was it was madness. It's but good good thing I'm not a college football player because I would struggle with these. Braille and Allen with us here on the Great Dane Huddle. I don't even know how to transition out of this, but but I I do want to ask about the outside noise, right? Obviously high expectations for the team and the new coaching staff, but also you individually, right? You're you're renowned as one of the best, if not the best, running back in the country. How do you handle some of that noise you hear from the outside? Is it easy to tune out? Is it easy to just you know put the phone away for the night and forget about Twitter and X or whatever the hell it's called these days? I mean, how, how, how do you handle that? Uh, I would say it's it's pretty easy for me to tune out because it doesn't mean anything to me. Um, nobody puts more pressure and expectations on me than myself. Like, there's nobody that has a higher standard for me than me. Like, I'm you know I, I always want to be the best, um, and you know I expect big things for myself and I expect big things from whatever team I'm playing on so um, it's that's pretty easy for me I, I don't pay too much mind to it yeah it's interesting we were talking earlier with Amon Green actually and uh, obviously we work with Melvin Gordon and Monty Ball a lot and they're all these Badger legends at, at the running back position so I wanted to ask you it, it seems like that you all really have a relationship with each other and especially being the guy who's now on the team and the current player I'm sure they have a ton of advice and uh, experience that they could lend to you, especially at the running back position, which is like surrounded now in the NFL with like what's going on with the running backs right now. So, what are these? What have these guys been telling you? What are some of the experiences they've shared? Like, how have you taken the, away from those relationships? Yeah, it, they've been they've been great for me. Um, great resources, whether it's football, whether it's off the field, doesn't even doesn't even matter. Um, I'm, they're always there you know if I ever need a um, help a hand or whatever it may be I mean I don't I don't even try to reach out that much um, especially if it's about football I kind of just try to um, keep it casual with I, them. I try to keep it casual and I also when it comes to football I try to f- kind of find my own way you know, okay. you know what I mean I try to um, go about things the way I go about them rather than somebody else um, but a lot of those guys, like, I mean, JT's a super busy guy, so we don't get to talk no. too much. Melvin now is going to be playing as well. Um, but Melvin, I actually trained with him in Florida uh, over the summer. Um, and, like, he invited me over to his house, and, like, we were just chilling. Like, his mom made me dinner. I was like, no it was awesome for me, like, just doing that type of stuff. Not really even worrying about football. But, um, yeah, I mean, I try to – I use more of the um, – the connections I, I, for friendships rather yeah, than yeah. for rather than, you don't need the advice right, you right, want right, to figure right. it out right and then um, I have a great relationship with a lot of NFL running backs yeah, too sure. so I kind of spread it out you know who I get my information from and a guy I really like to to talk to a lot is Derrick Henry obviously kind of being built similar sure um, he's more of the guy I'll go to for advice on how to keep 
you know, maintain my weight or, you know, what he's doing for treatment and recovery and things like that. So, Love it. Well, while we're on the subject of, of relationships, how, how about the new quarterback, Tanner Mordecai? Obviously, you've only gotten to know him over the course of the last couple months, but you're here today in, in, in Indy. I heard you guys went over to St. Elmo Steakhouse last night at a nice dinner. How's the relationship building with your new QB1? It's good. It's very good. He's, uh, he's a great dude. You know, just uh, um, I guess what most guys would say for the boys, you know, just kind of yeah. does whatever. It does, doesn't matter as long as, you know, he's, uh, he's around us. And, I mean, I don't do too much outside of the – facility so it's kind of uh, we don't hang out much but I would just say from what I've gotten to, to know about him and hang out with him a little bit he's just a great dude. Fantastic well we appreciate you skipping your break time to come hang out with us for a little bit Braylon. Braylon Allen Badgers running back uh, good luck this season and thanks so much for the time. Thank you I appreciate it. Appreciate we roll out after this it is the Great Dane Huddle right here on ESPN Madison. I believe it's time for me to Wrapping up our show, the Great Dane Huddle on ESPN Madison Live from Lucas Oil Stadium here at the 2023 Big Ten Football Media Days. I'm Alex Strope alongside the brilliant mind of Colin Russo. Big thanks to Packers legend Amon Green. He was so good. He was so good in the first hour. Badgers linebacker Muma Jong Meta and Badgers running back. What? Braylon Allen. Yeah. Why would you look at me like that? No, I, did. I was just waiting for you to say Braylon Allen. <laughs> okay, well, thanks, Braylon <laughs> Allen. Thanks to all three no, of those both, guys. Both of them were very, very good, too. Yeah, everybody was solid that we talked to here at, at Big Ten Media Days. Now, uh, we, we must talk about a few things, a few things we haven't gotten to yet that I want to run through. Number one, uh, obviously, we, we talked a little bit in the beginning of the show, all the allegations going on throughout the Big Ten. Uh, Coach Braun at Northwestern, I thought he handled everything really well yesterday. That's a tough spot. I mean, he got promoted to the interim head coach, what, a week ago? Yeah, 10 days and, ago. And now he's thrown into the, the zoo that is the Big Ten Media Days. So I thought he handled everything really well. Um, and Matt Rule, I think, stole the show. I think Matt Rule, as a personality, was so vibrant. You walked through, he was shaking everybody's hand. How you doing? He did about 11 shows down here at Radio Row. He was doing everything. In the, in the presser, in the junkets, he was great. I thought Matt Rule really made an impression today nah, on the Big Ten media. So I was impressed with that. And I give uh, Braun, Braun a lot of credit for um, utilizing the platform and also he's not stepping on anybody's toes. He's dealing with lawsuits too. Right. So it was like, you can't say this, you can't say that, you can't say that. I'm sure he was briefed and he can't say anything about the coaches, he can't say anything about the players, and he can't say anything about the lawsuits. So it's a really tough spot for him and it seemed like he did okay. Jim Harbaugh, so how it works at Big Ten Media Days, for those of you unfamiliar, you get a 15, midday, uh, you, you get a 15 minute big press conference on the big stage, right? So, and then there are eight side stages that are smaller individual podiums and every head coach does a 45-minute session after their earlier 15-minute uh, session. Jim Harbaugh uh, did his big session when is normal. He's facing that four-game suspension to kick off the season. But then his individual session, uh, about 3 o'clock Indianapolis time, 2 o'clock uh, Wisconsin time this afternoon, I think everybody in the room besides us is surrounding Jim Harbaugh at his individual podium. It was crazy the amount of buzz he had. And I don't know if it's about... It's because Jim Harbaugh is probably the biggest name amongst the Big Ten coaches, or if it's because of the uh, the suspension that's coming up, the four games, which is a slap on the wrist, by the way. I heard he negotiated the suspension. That's not how suspension should work. But <laughs> it all in all, all, everybody was there. People wanted to hear what Harbaugh had to say. It was bigger than Days, Brian Days, Ohio State's head coaches. Uh, junket. It was bigger than Luke Fickle's podium. It was bigger than every other one, and it was bigger than P.J. Fleck, who had a 
the toxic work environment coming up to him. Well, I was going to bring that one up next. Yeah, well, I mean, that was interesting, and um, uh, I'll let you lead into that. Well, yeah, so obviously the, the toxic work environment comes out. Uh, P.J. Fleck says those claims are baseless, gives some facts as to why. And then you noticed during his big session on the big screen, which is on all the scoreboards here at Lucas Oil Stadium, uh, he was then reading uh, a, a yeah. written statement uh, verbatim, which, I mean, probably a good idea, to probably be honest Probably a good you. idea, but it seemed inauthentic. Did it, did it not? It did a little bit, but he just shut those down very fast and moved on and wanted to talk about his team. Yeah, and that's the, kind of how you're going to have to do it. I, I wish people here would kind of really dial in. We didn't get to have him on, but like I wish people dialed in, really asked him those questions about his environment and the, and the culture and the, and, the, and the players and how they respond to certain things. But what he said, he said the right thing. He was like, they have every means at their disposal to deal with something that's due to mental health, that's due to uh, anxiety, that's due to frustration. They have every single mean at their disposal to address that. And he, that, that's what he led with. And I guess that's the right thing, whether these claims are true or not. But it was interesting that nobody really dialed in and kind of punctured that that little hole to see if any, anything would come out. But that, that was it. Well, you've earned points in my fleck bank this week, Colin Russo. Yeah, so I get a get-out-of-jail free card. You sure do on, in my book. He's Colin Russo. I'm Alex Strofe. Last time, got to tell you one more time, brunch is back at the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company at all four locations across the Madison area, 10.30 a.m. every Saturday and Sunday. They've got mimosas. Of course, they've got great classic breakfast. They've got the Playa Burrito. They've got everything you could need uh, at the Great Dane, either on the east side, downtown, in Fitchburg, or in the Hilldale area of Madison. Brunch is back at the Dane, and you should get involved this weekend. I'll see you there. This has been a special edition of the Great Dane Huddle Live from Big Ten Media Days in Indianapolis. We'll talk to you next week. Peace. See ya.